Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good midday. Whenever you're watching, how you're watching, it is back. It is the Bet Online Salute Your Troy podcast. We got the crew here today. We're not full staff, but we're still good enough as long as the crew is here. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all you guys, even though I forgot Thanksgiving was coming up because I wanted to record last Thursday. Jamal had to remind me. But for the most part, hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving and getting ready for the big holiday coming up, which is Christmas. We'll go around the horn. We'll start with our man. Oh, Ryan's been ready. That that tree, we need, to get, that, we need to get that gold plaque next to the tree. The gold plaque next to the tree, Ryan, that's the goal. Our yeah, man. That? How's that? How's that saying go? You don't got to get ready if you stay ready. We yep, always stay Christmas ready. <laughs> if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Yeah. DJ Quick, 1998. Um, It's the man, the myth. He's already in the zone. Ryan, how are you doing? I see you're ready. <laughs> That's up. Ready. Yeah. I Because I missed last week when you guys recorded on Monday. And then we obviously didn't do one for Thanksgiving. So what what, what did we call ourselves the last time the three of us? Was it the Bearded Bandits? or what, The Bearded Bandits. Our, the Bearded, the bearded, bearded Bandits. Yeah. Jamal's clean shaven today. Shaven today. For, yeah, a moment, I thought, for the moment, I thought Jamal was going to grow his beard in because we were in the LAFB lounge. I saw like the beard growing. Out. I was like, oh, Jamal's doing it. He's yeah, committed doing it. That was, that's, just, that's just double. a Wednesday, Fred. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that's an Indian Wednesday. That's you an know? Indian so. Wednesday. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. but all good. Excited to be back. Had uh, Jamal had some good Indian food last night, actually. And hey, uh, there we go. Yeah, not not not, not the Madney good level of uh, your mom's cooking, but it was uh, for Pasadena Indian food. It was, it was oh, very bad. nice. What restaurant? Uh, it's called All India Cafe, I think. Okay, in Old Town. Yeah, it was fun. Love it. it Love it. Simple butter chicken and, and rice, but but yeah, excited to be here with you, gentlemen. Uh, off seasons upon us. DC rumors have been flying for two weeks. And we're talking positions, so looking forward to it. How are you, yep. Coach? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanksgiving was great. Life is great. I, I I can't complain. I can't complain. I'm doing real good. The most important question, though, Ryan, is how's the madman? How are you doing, Jamal? <laughs> I'm doing well. Right? <laughs> great to be here. Bearded bandits. Here we go. <laughs> you know, should be a fun one. There you go. So Ryan preluded into it a little bit, give you a little precursor. Um. No, DC has not been hired yet. I'll give my opinion on it. I knew last week we would not get a DC because there were still a lot of games going on. Our our season, our regular season was done, but everybody else's regular season wasn't done. So I figured that would be a little bit of holdup. I'm not really expecting a hire this week. It needs to happen sooner than later, though. Um, But I'm not nervous yet. I'm not quite ready to hit the panic button. but. Like Jamal said, uh, we don't want to miss the window, right? Because it's closing. So this hire does matter. It does not have to be a big name, but it needs to be a good name, and it needs to be somebody that puts the defense in a good position. So me, I'm not worried yet, right? If it happens this week or next week, I think we're still in a good spot because we're recruiting coaches live. They're like, oh, we got a guy coming. Trust me, we're just working things out. We got a guy coming for you. Don't worry about it. We're just working it out. Like once we get all the the – Dot our dot our eyes and cross our T's. He'll be here. We got a guy for you. So, and so I'm not I'm not worried yet. What do you What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, not yet. I mean, there's so many rumors going around. You hear names like Jim Leonard, and it's close. And randomly, I know we talked about it a long time ago. Like, oh, Jimmy Lake would be cool, but there's no way it happens. Then you hear rumors like, oh, that may be one of the top names. And 
And, you know, we mentioned, uh, I can't remember if we mentioned on the show, but I know we talked about it, how we got a message on our channel about Jeff Collins, former yeah. uh, Georgia Tech coach, and and then also Florida, D.C., Mississippi State, D.C. And there's rumors he's one of the top names. There's rumors that they went and targeted Morgan Scally over at Utah and offered him a big contract. So it's just rumor season. We'll see when it's uh, officially uh, pen to paper. Um, but yeah, not concerned yet. Like you said, coach, you know, a lot of games last week, got to get through those. There's a lot of opening head positions now. So there's some big name DCs that may be targeted for head coaching jobs, which that concerns me a little bit because you got some big names that maybe would have come here had it got done before those openings happened. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think they're, they're still in a good spot and you know, they just got, you want to get, you want this to be done before December 4th, before the portal opens. Um, and obviously the sooner, the better, but we'll Definitely. see. What do you think, Jamal? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, I think as long as they get it done by the end of this week, I think they're they're in a good spot. And uh, it, th- this time of year is always so interesting because so many like media outlets claim they have sources and claim they are a source. And, and it's just funny to see kind of the ebbs and flows of, oh, this thing is going to be done in six hours. This thing's going to be done in two hours. It's still far away. It just uh, kind of the contradictory reports that come out seemingly hour after hour, day after day is, is really fascinating. So I think at this point, it's, um, you know, waiting to see uh, who, who the Trojans get, of course. It's it's an important one, certainly. And uh, I think as long as they get it done by the end of the week, uh, they, they're in on track to do everything they need to. To be honest with you, if I was to do it, I would keep it so tight sealed. I like Like, I wouldn't even announce it. Legit. I would just wait, wait, wait. But like, my players will know and like all my recruits will know because he'll already be signed up and already have an office and everything. Like, but I'd be like, Hey, go out the back door for a while. Like, let's just, let's just have fun with these people. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll just keep it so sealed up. Just keep it just pressure cooking. And it's perfect. Cause last week with the holiday, no media access this week, we would, I just got the email, no media access this week until the bowl game gets announced. So that could happen. I doubt it will, but that could happen where they just like make it happen. They're like, oh, we'll just wait till next week when media is here on Tuesday. And then like all of a sudden we just see a DC on the field. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I'm not really worried about it. Hey, so um, today we're going to do something that's a little bit interesting. I, I've been through this process before and I'm not going to say every, I will say it this way. Every coaching staff goes through it at the college level because you need to understand where you are scholarship wise, where you are numbers wise, who, what should you do? How should you go about it? Right. Should you go Juco? Should we recruit a guy? What's our depth? Where do we see this guy in the future? What's his upside? Right. And these are tough conversations you have to have because Jamal might've recruited this guy. He might've been all in on this guy. He's still ain't all, all, all in on this guy, but Jamal doesn't coach him. Right. I coach him. He's like, he's just not doing it. Jamal. Like he's not there yet. So, I've seen heated conversations over players. <laughs> I've seen like <clears throat> people get upset. Like he's going to be good. Like so, it it's something. It's a tough conversation that you have to have with your staff, and it's something that you need to do. So you know, we're going to go on the inside of it. We're going to look at it. So today, we're going to start with receivers and tight ends, and uh, we're going to go through their depth chart. So here's here's how we're going to do it, guys. We're going to decide depth wise. Now, keep in mind, there's only 85 scholarships, right? Um, I didn't really get in deep into it. Ryan, did you look this up in your research? How many seniors are graduating this year on scholarship? Do you have any idea? Oh, not the total number. No, I know like receivers and tight ends. There's three, I believe. Right. Um, 
Do you remember how many kids were out there for senior day? I'd be I'd be guessing, but okay. twelve. All right, yeah, so I was let's gonna say maybe less than twelve. Yeah, it, it didn't right. seem like a long senior day line. All right, yeah, so it wasn't say, as big as other schools, that's for sure. So let's say twelve. Let's say so we'll go with twelve, right? You only get eighty five scholarships, so you're getting twelve back plus Reliques, plus Caleb's, right? We know Relique and Caleb is gone. So now you have 14 scholarships back, right? So you can only recruit 14 guys. That's the reality, and that's what people don't understand. Like, man, that class is so small. Well, in reality, I only could have 85 players on scholarship. So I can only recruit 14 guys, and that, that's, that is a very, very small window to miss compared to what the new rule now. If I have if I have 28 scholarships available, I could go. It used to be 25 max, but now I could go sign. I could go sign all 28 guys and fill in my scholarships now. So <clears throat> that's, I'm glad the NCAA has done that. But so there's only 14 scholarships that SC has right now that we're saying that it's available. We don't know who's leaving. We don't know who's going to get academically disqualified, transfer port, all that stuff. So more may pop open, but. Talk about windows, Jamal. This is a very, 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 very small window, and there's very you can have very few misses. So this is this is uh this is going to be interesting. So I I decided to start with the receivers because I will say this: besides quarterback, this is like the most important position to Lincoln Riley. You know what I mean? So um, the room is deep, but it's young. So. Uh, we'll jump into it. I'll throw it up on the screen here at the stage. Here is the depth chart. I'll make it a little bit bigger so you guys can see. So it's real simple. We'll just go through this. And honest opinion. You guys don't have to hold back. Honest opinion. Let me know what you guys think. And then once we go through each player, I we'll talk about what we think. Do we need to get one more at that position? And how we're going to get at that position. Should we go recruit a guy? Should we go to the portal? Should we even go Juco route? Right? So there's a couple ways to do it. First thing we know, Taj Washington, Brandon Rice, thank you for your service. You're graduating. Those are two available scholarships. The portal, Relique Brown announced that he's going to hit the portal today. We thank Relique Brown for his freshman service. He somehow either mellowed off or declined and didn't get a lot of reps this year. Um, got lost in the wash. He's going to go try take his talent somewhere else. So those are three scholarships out of the receiver room that we are getting back. Um, so we'll start with the sophomores. Zach Branch, Zachariah Branch. We know what he is. We know what he could do. Great upside. Ceiling's high. Um, I think this is just me, and I'm going to get killed by this. I think he needs to be coached a little bit better. And when I say coached a little bit better, I think as far as discipline wise, he made a lot of freshman mistakes this year, which is fine. But I want to see growth in him as in maturity on the field. You know what I mean? Like he can't make the same mistakes that he made last year trying to win the game by himself. This is still a team game. Just do your job. Everything else will succeed. We'll start with Jamal. What do you think about Zach Branch? I love Zakaria Branch. I mean, he's the he's the future of this room uh, moving forward as as its most dynamic player. I think a lot of ups and downs as a true freshman. Obviously, the ups were so significant, particularly in that non-conference part of the schedule. San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford. Uh, you know, he was the second coming of Reggie Bush those first three weeks. And then obviously conference season started. The touches <clears throat> waned a little bit. His role 
I think was a little bit more nebulous over the course of the season. And I think there were ebbs and flows with his confidence uh, over the course of the season. And I think one of the things that I'd love to see him grow into next year is kind of disaggregate his receiving game from his special teams game, because it felt like when he struggled in special teams, it actually affected him as a receiver and, and vice versa. So I think it would be great to see him sort of understand that those are kind of two separate roles for him. And, and hopefully it doesn't quite impact him the same way, but obviously he's electric with the ball, uh, incredible speed. I think the growth area for him is in terms of route running a little bit in terms of vision a little bit. Um, but I think you learn all of that over the course of your time in college. I think this off season from freshman to sophomore year is going to be a critical one and we're going to see great growth from him, but hard to sort of say anything negative about Zakaria branch, true freshman electric, and he's going to be the future of this receiving room. If not in 2024, certainly in 2025, Ryan, your thoughts. Yeah, I'll just keep it short and sweet. I mean, these they, the hope would be obviously he'll be wide receiver one, like a true, as we've talked about, lacking this year, the true wide receiver one next year. But if he's not quite there yet, just in terms of physicality and maybe still growing into his body more than I think in 20, 25, obviously he will be. But, you know, he's he's the face of the group for sure. Yeah. So let's move on to Deuce Robinson. So Deuce Robinson, I'm going to be honest with you, this is going to be a big spring for Deuce Robinson. And we may not get Deuce back. Deuce might realize that baseball is his calling. He has the opportunity to be the next Aaron Judge. I have no problem with that. Go get your money, young man. If you want to be a baseball player, do what you do. I wish you the best. I hope you play for the Dodgers. <laughs> I'll be your biggest fan. I, if he decides to play baseball, I will not be upset. If he comes back as a football player, which I think is very, very, very unlikely, Deuce has a bunch of upside. Deuce was a tight the guy that's supposed to be a tight end, ended up being a receiver, ended up having some big plays, had some freshman mistakes as a true freshman. I think he's going to grow. He's going to get bigger. <clears throat> but I think his growth as far as strength and conditioning-wise will be a little bit slower because he'll be playing baseball. But I don't want him to get too big to convert him into a tight end. But then with that being said, I don't think it will hurt if he does eventually become a tight end down the road because he'll be an unguardable tight end. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's the outfielder. He it'll it work out great. Like so, there's so much that you could do with Deuce. I think he's a he's had a great season. Um, that you could ask for a true freshman. Like if he comes back, bunch of plans for him. If he doesn't come back, I, I wish him the best. And like I said, I hope he becomes a Dodger. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it's fun to see his role expand as the season went on and just, you know, came in like uh, almost like Gumby, right? Just so tall and lanky and and kind of getting into his body. But, you know, you, you saw the talent that he had in terms of size and speeds and catch radius. And in that, um, uh, was it the Utah game? I'm, I'm blanking out. He had that critical drop and then the next play blocks a punt. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a kid that's got a good head on his shoulders, I think. And um, yeah, if he's back, he'll be a huge part of this offense. I mean, this, this, freshman going to be sophomore class is just a really impressive group when it comes to talent. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's what you want to see them building. And, and again, this is Lincoln Riley, which we've talked about a lot, but what he's always been good at recruiting wise is at this position quarter is the receiver position. And that didn't change at all here at SC with this, with this group that's all been recruited and, you know, grooming into a, a sophomore class. that's going to be really, really talented. And Deuce is if, he, if Deuce is here, I mean, he's a, he's a huge asset that they'll use a lot more. Yeah. Jamal. 
Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, he 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 reminds me so much of Drake London, you know, in terms of body and just frame and you know, if he figures it out, my goodness, because he's he's the size of a tight end, but he's got the agility and the athleticism of a wide receiver and that's where kind of the magic happens. And when you think about the the Drake Londons and then you think about guys like Kyle Pitts um and and kind of folks of that ilk even going all the way back to a, a Tony Gonzalez-ish type of player you know he's of that ilk and so if he chooses to to come back and really give it the the good old college try in in college football um he he has all the tools he probably has the greatest NFL upside of anybody on this sheet uh moving forward so I think it's going to be a really interesting decision for him whether he wants to go play baseball or not um or or give uh football a shot but if he does I think that combination of you know, Branch and Deuce and, and one other player in particular that we'll get to in a couple a couple clicks down. I think there's just some tremendous dynamism here. And and this is sort of Lincoln Riley's sweet spot. You, you never have to worry about quarterback and receiver with Lincoln Riley. That's kind of a given. That's a given with, uh, you know, kind of the air raid guru that he is. This is I'm glad we, <laughs> we started with the softball tonight, Fred, because this is the easiest position <laughs> to break down uh, moving forward because they're just littered with talent. Yeah. Um, so Makai Lemon, Makai Lemon needs to stay. We need to do everything to keep him to stay. Makai Lemon might be the most athletic in this group. And let me tell you why. And everybody's going to say, oh, it's Zach Branch, it's Zach Branch. Stop right there. Makai Lemon was actually played corner. And Makai Lemon did a damn good job playing corner, not being coached to play corner at the college level. We're not, I'm not saying he became a lockdown corner, but he was put in a role and asked to do something at the end of the season with no training, and he did a very good job. Like, very impressed with how he did corner. He might be the most athletic one in this group. Like, Makai Lemon has a spot on this roster, whether it be offense or defense. I don't know yet, but this is a guy we need to stay in the program, and you see there's going to be a bunch of upside. This one right here, uh, no, no question. He he's going to do something good for us. I I do think he needs to change his number. That twenty four is a little throws me off a little bit. But if he goes to corner, he could stay at corner. Um, it's stay at twenty four. But Makai Lemon is probably the most athletic in this group, and him staying on this team and just keeping him happy. Let's make sure he gets his reps. We'll have a spot on the field somewhere. What do you think, Jamal? No, I totally agree, Fred. And I think Makai, you know, you, you talk about athlete, right? And and he, he's got the ability to sort of grab the torch from either Zakaria Branch or Dorian Singer or even as soon as next year from Bryson Washington on the offensive side. He could also <laughs> grab the torch from Kalen Bullock next year or the year after on the defensive mm-hmm. side, right, to your point. So I really love what I saw out of him particularly defensively. We saw flashes of him in the kick return game over the course of the season. You know, he's got a very interesting frame, and I think there's there's a lot of agility there. I think depending on who comes back for this team, uh, we'll see where he plays. My hunch is, though, Fred, that there may be a greater opportunity for him to play on defense right away and also, yeah. uh, you know, kind of separate and, and make a name for himself, uh, especially given the success that that SC uh, corners have had in the NFL over the years, that could be a shorter and a more frictionless path for him to the NFL, and I think one that he's probably going to seriously consider. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I, I if 
if I'm Lincoln Riley, I will have him come into my office once the ball game is over and say, hey, what do you think about being corner full time? I don't have to recruit a corner. I have a sophomore corner that's had plan experience. He gets all spring to train up. He gets again. He's going to get thrown in the fire. He's going to get beat, but it's okay. He's he'll just get better at it as the year goes on. Can't get worse. Yeah, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. What do you think about Makai Lemon, Ryan? Yeah, I love Makai Lemon. Uh, you know, it's I've said this before, but seeing him at practice, like you see Zach Branch, and not, this is taking nothing away from him because he's so good, but <laughs> Zach Branch body frame, like he looks like a freshman. Like he still probably has either he has some growing to do a little bit, or he's just a smaller frame guy, which is obviously why he's so fast and and you know twitchy. But Makai Lemon just looks so much older and bigger. Than even what he's, I mean, he's listed like 5'11, 190. He looks and bigger than that. When you stand next to him at practice, I mean, he is just built like a like a brick wall and playing the receiver position. So if he does stay at that side, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, if he can catch the ball in traffic and go over the middle and and just be that kind of bruising receiver, um, I think he certainly has that ability. And it's always interesting to see, you know, who's gonna be Corbin next year. Is it Malachi Nelson? And obviously they have a connection from Los Al. And so there's something that might, you know, make the team and Lincoln Riley want to keep Matt receivers. There's that automatic, you know, four-year connection they had at Los Al, or like you said, it moved over to corner, which I don't think would be a bad thing either. So I love Makai Lemon. Um, I think he's, you know, did a lot this year to be a team player and kind of did a little bit of everything and uh, love to see his role grow, but he's, he's a talented dude and just a built, built 18 year old, probably. So let's, so let's have the tough conversation. Well, what do, what do we want to do? We're the staff now. Let's have this tough conversation. I think we should move him to corner. I think he's a big frame corner. We'll teach him how to tackle. He did a hell of a job for us. You know what I mean? I, I think we're, we don't have any corners. We're, we're rough at corner. I think he could come in and he could be an all-conference corner. I see the upside as him. I see the upside for him as better at corner than it is at receiver. I think we should move him to corner. What do y'all, uh, we'll, start with, we'll start with Jamal. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to throw in an option C here, kind of a secret option C. I'd, I'd look at him at running back, too. I mean, when you look at his build at, at you know, the 5'11", 190, he's thick, low to the ground, center of gravity. He's built more like a running back, frankly, than he is even a wide receiver. And so, uh, and and if, you know, Austin Jones is out of eligibility, I know I'm crossing over episodes now, Fred. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not coloring in between the lines, but, uh, you know, depending on what happens to Marshawn Lloyd moving forward, obviously there's some, you know, really talented backs as well with Joyner and the rest. But I would look at him at running back, too, uh, to really see where where the potential upside is. But when you look at kind of the air raid and how deep uh, this wide receiver room is going to be now and as well as into the future, I, I think that he should seriously consider either running back or corner because you also there's sort of a domino effect of reps. You know, a guy like Branch, a guy like Deuce, you know, the fact that they played receiver, even, you know, in spot snaps here and there over the course of the season, Branch obviously more than Deuce. But when you get those reps in and then you take that with that experience with you in the offseason, there's just so many more step functions you can grow as opposed to, say, a Makai Lemon who had much fewer snaps on the offensive side of the ball. So I, I if I were uh, Lincoln Riley and considering where my strengths lie on this team, the one area I don't have to worry about in this offseason is the passing game. I basically have to worry about everything else. And the fact that Makai Lemon can do so many of those other things, that's where I would look for him because I think it's a win-win. It's a win-win for the program, and I think it's a win-win for, for Makai as well because, again, I think it's it's a clearer path to the NFL. What do you think, Ryan? Should we move him to the corner or should we keep him? 
Yeah, that's interesting at running back. And, you know, especially Austin Jones out of eligibility, as you mentioned. The assumption is Marshawn Lloyd goes to the draft, so you lose your top two backs. Quentin Joyner is a great freshman, and that we're getting, again, different position we'll talk about later. Jamal that, that interests curveballs. me. I know. Well, that interests me. I mean, that yeah. body type, yeah. 5'11, 190, that is a running back prototypical body type. Um, but for this conversation, you know, at this point, I would lean more towards receiver, and that's. I would be fine either way, but you got three incoming corner freshmen coming in in this 2044 class. You're potentially going to get, you know, we'll talk about this even that position later, but if they get a transfer in that as well, um, if Damani Jackson doesn't transfer and stays, who, you know, obviously had his major ups and downs and, and Sierra Wright and some other guys, you know, there's some other bodies there. Now he would probably go in and actually be one of the, the more, the, almost instant starter just because of the lack of talent necessarily. But I kind of like him still on the offensive side, just because like I mentioned with the Malachi Nelson connection, if he's going to be your QB next year, but I, I don't know. It's hard to say right now. I think either way I'd be fine with, like I'd be totally fine with him being a corner. Also. If we was in a real coaching room right now, I'll say, make a damn choice, Ryan. What are you gonna do? <laughs> make the choice. <laughs> well, I'm not in a coaching room. <laughs> so we'll highlight him yellow because he has the potential to go to the other side. Well, gold. I'm sorry. I like that. Thanks, Ryan, for that. That came out good. Um, we'll nice. highlight him go. We'll highlight him go right now because he has a potential to go side. All right, let's move forward. Jacoby Lane. So Jacoby Lane had a few reps early in the season. I don't think he burned his four games. Wasn't really loud. He's scrawny. Has a lot to grow in to do. Uh, he'll be a freshman again. Come back shirted. Not giving up on him yet. Don't think we need to recruit over him yet. I would love to see what he does in the spring. Um, Hopefully he grows into that frame. Uh, he he kind of gives me um a little bit of Kyle Ford buys, but he's not as big as Kyle Ford, you know. But uh, just if he grows in and gets as big as Kyle Ford, I think he can make some action. But uh, I'm not sold on him yet. But I'm not ready to give up on him yet. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, he did play in five games, so I, I think he burned his red shirt uh, just it, yep. barely, even though he was very sparingly in those five games. Um, but no, I, I love the upside. There's definitely talent there, um, and coaches have spoke highly of him. Um, it was just a a crowded room, not necessarily, as we've said, uh, as talented at the very top, but definitely a crowded room in terms of just bodies, and he couldn't quite crack it as a freshman. But you know, I think a lot of upside there for Lane. Jamal? He's my dark horse. Next year. I, okay. I, I, I'll i be very honest with you, and this may be a bold take. I could see a world where he's wide receiver one next year. I, I just Ooh, think that there's, there's a ton there. Uh, when you look at him, 6'4", 185, he reminds me of a young Dwayne Jarrett. And, you oh, know, whoa. he's got to kind of grow into grow into his body. He's got to he's got to put on some weight. Mm-hmm. But when you look at kind of catch radius and you look at his ability to run routes, He's better than everybody on that list right now in terms as a route runner and in terms of catch radius, including Deuce. And so if he can put it all together, he's my dark horse wide receiver one next year. And again, it comes down to Ryan made a great point about kind of connection with quarterbacks, right? I mean, we saw this with a guy we'll talk about later. Dorian Singer comes from Arizona, had a great connection with Jaden Delora, thousand yard receiver, never really found that connection with Caleb really kind of struggled statistically this year. So it's all going to come down to the connection that the new quarterback has with his receiving core. But in terms of tools, uh, as a pure wide receiver prospect, I like Jacoby Lane the best out of everybody in this sophomore class. So I could be completely wrong and, and whiff tremendously. 
but he's my dark horse wide receiver one for 2024. Okay. If he's not, I'm going to send you on love the road that. to go find another receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. So this guy, I, I, I had to dig deep and research this guy because he wasn't anywhere. I was not sure he was on scholarship and he is on scholarship. He's from San Diego. Jaden Moore got no time. Kind of got lost in the wash. Interested to see what he does in spring ball. Red shirt. Hasn't he'll be a freshman again. Um, I should have put him under the freshman list. That's the one lone freshman. Um, but it's all it's not the end of the world. Looking at his highlights, he could go a little bit. He he could he could catch and go a little bit. Hopefully he has a great spring. Hopefully he gets bigger. He has another year to learn. Um, the jury is still out on him, you know what I mean? So hopefully we get something out of him this upcoming season. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, we just don't know a lot about him. You know, obviously the coaches have seen him all, all through practice, so they get that kind of – they're able to assess and analyze kind of what he can bring this year. Um, but from our perspective, you know, we just we just didn't see him. So talented high school kid, um, kind of a middle frame, about, what, six foot or so? Like uh, six two. Of, like you mentioned, yeah, yes, like you mentioned out of San Diego, um, La Jolla. So, um, yeah, don't, don't know a whole lot, but we'll see. I mean, he'll have a chance to compete. Jamal? Yeah, no, similarly. I mean, I think uh, he's he's built similarly, actually, to to sort of lane in terms of frame at, at sort of 180, but he's six feet, so he's a little bit smaller for sure. Um, I think, you know, it's a crowded room and, uh, you know, he's sort of giving up some incumbency status to the likes of Branch and, and Deuce and others here, not to mention kind of the upperclassmen that we'll get to in a second. So he's got some ground to make up. I think, again, very talented, but seems a little bit more like a Lincoln-Riley insurance policy. And if he doesn't make up the ground, you know, this feels like kind of a prime transfer portal candidate next year. Yeah, he'll get lost in the wash. Before we move on, I'm going to let you guys know let you guys know that Salute Your Choice is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is where you go to get all your up-to-date stats, lines, and wages in. So if you want to get a little bit more Christmas money or you want to make up from all that money you spent on Thanksgiving to feed your family, go to betonline.ag, get your bets in, live wages, futures, parlays, all there, betonline.ag. If you put in promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, you get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so got a young groom, juniors. We're deep as we're deep for true freshmen last year, which is really good. It kind of changes my perspective of the future of the team. It kind of we were Jamal, you're gonna hate me for this. I think we were a little bit too hard on them. I think we were a little bit too hard. They were young. I didn't know that many young guys were playing, you know, but hopefully they do get better. They now the standard is gonna rise, right? Like we can't accept this for two years from now. Because they're like, they never got better. Lincoln's an issue, right? If he gets these guys better, we're like, oh, boy, <laughs> they're in trouble, right? A good quarterback with these young guys, like, I mean, we're we're rolling. But we're going to move on to the junior. So, <clears throat> Kyron Hudson. Kyron Hudson is my dark horse. Mm. Kyron Hudson has done things. At times, you're like, oh, that was a good catch. Oh, I didn't expect him to catch that. Nice frame. Can scoot a little bit. Gets, gets open at times. I think that's going to be his biggest thing he needs to work on. We've heard this before, separation. <laughs> Get separated from the receivers. But I think Kyron Hudson has the potential for this to be his breakout year. And and maybe this could be his final year at USC, right? So 
we'll see because he's a red shirt. So I think Kyron Hudson is a guy that we see that we're going to see that breaks out. He's one of the guys that I think will break out and this be like, oh, okay, go get your money, kid. Like, like we might next year he'll be on the the graduating list because he'll be out of there and he's gonna go get his money in the NFL. How about what? What are your opinion on that, Jamal? Yeah, no, I I totally agree, Fred. I think that there's there's a lot of elements there. You know, he's got really nice hands. He's got a nice burst to him. Uh, there's a lot of things he does. I think he's when you sort of put all the pieces together in this room he might be the most consistent guy, you know, kind of day over day, week over week, over the course of, say, a spring practice in, in a spring season. So I, I definitely see where he could be. He's, he's in such a unique spot, right? Because you see all kind of the multiple names on the senior side. You see the multiple names on the sophomore side. And he's kind of right in between. The, the, mm-hmm. the sophomores still have this tremendous runway. The seniors are kind of in their last year. It's make it or break it. So it almost feels like how Kyron Hudson does in the spring is really going to determine whether or not he's all in at USC or he's going to go on the transfer portal, right? I mean, it's a very interesting kind of dynamic here. I think he he does a lot of things well. Uh, I don't know if he does anything sort of elite. Like, is yeah. he faster than Branch? Or does he have the size of a lane? Or, you know, does he have sort of the twitchiness of a Mario Williams or a Dorian Singer? You know, so you wonder is it's going to be really interesting to see again a, by quarterback you know, some quarterbacks just love kind of the solid target. I just need kind of my guy, Mr. Reliable. Other quarterbacks really like one particular skill set over the other, and that becomes kind of their go-to in certain situations. So I think Hudson is going to be very dependent on who that quarterback is going to be, much like all of these guys. But him in particular, given the entirety of his skill set, all being very above average, but I don't know if anything is truly elite. And also the fact that he's sitting right in between this quintet of young players and this trio of seniors. Yeah. Ryan, why are you checking on your underdog picks? What do you think about Kyron Huxley? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what, what's funny is I actually was. I was checking on my underdog for this Monday night I, game going on. I could tell this gambler, my God. <laughs> I've become it's tell, bad. I could tell you looked down and looked up. was like, man, he needs to get this. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, uh, I need Madison to have one more carry. But, um, no, okay. I don't want this to get taken out of context because I'm in no way comparing – uh, Hudson's size, talent, ability to to me. But his 2023 season reminds me of my high school football career. And this is what I mean by that. Is when the Jeff Tart came out beginning of the year, he was listed as a starter. Kind of shocked everyone. Like of all these names, Hudson was the guy that was one of the starting receivers. And when asked about it, and Lincoln and Coach Simmons just always raved about how he practiced. He was always there first there, last to leave his work ethic. He was basically that guy that won every practice, but then just didn't get the shine in games. And that was my high school career. I won every practice. I was the practice warrior, but then I would never get playing time in the games. And my, why is everyone praising me in these damn practices that I can't get the ball in the games? That was like Hudson. He was just such a good teammate practicer, phenomenal fall camp. He he won the fall camp far and away. Everyone said uh, the coaching staff and, played it's not like he didn't get any playing time but just wasn't targeted a lot uh i think he only had like 15 catches or so so prototypical size 6'2 215 i mean that's what you want to see out of a receiver um i agree with jamal i think and you coach uh, i think he could if he can put it all together and kind of get that connection with the quarterback can be a really good asset in this offense does he have that elite level ability we haven't seen any of that yet but if he keeps practicing the way he does and then now can get the connection with the quarterback he'll be a very good receiver in this offense Perfect. 
I, I like over the line comparing him to myself. No. Is that is no, that no, too far? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I, I like Kyrie. I'm just, I'm just checking right now on my phone how you spell narcissist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I, I like Practice I like warrior. I like Ky, I like Kyrie Hudson, man. I I like I said, I and Jamal, you you nailed it. Like he's not elite. He's above average. So I think he needs to become elite. And I think he has that ability to become elite. And this could be his year. Like, this could be the year whether he comes back and gets in the portal or if he – or we – look, put it like this. We're going to lose him regardless after this next season coming up. We're either going to lose him to the portal or we're going to lose him to the NFL draft. Those are his choices, right? Like, so this is the year that determines what he's going to do. And the only person who could decide that is him, right? So hopefully we lose him to the draft. I'll take a loss to the draft any day, every day. So I'll take that all day. All right, let's roll on to our seniors. <clears throat> Before we roll on to our seniors, our conversation early, me and Ryan was talking about our underdog fantasy. <laughs> we were talking about underdog fantasy. If you want to go underdog fantasy, you go on there, you pick any between two to six players over under. And if you pick the under, they win. You pick the over, you win. We'll give you a $100 match bonus if you put in USC LAFB. It's on underdog fantasy.com any app google app store and the apple app store so go to underdog fantasy um seniors 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 is, seniors are interesting and and we're gonna get a little bit uh we might get a little bit uh a little bit backlash here because we got to start telling the truth so we'll start with mario williams mario williams last year had a Excellent year. He was the second man to Jordan Addison. Um, second number two receiver. We expected him to come in and be receiver number one now that Jordan Addison was gone. He didn't get to receiver number one. It I would say receiver number one was more Brandon Rice, if you really look at it. Like realistically, the Caleb's go-to is Brandon Rice. And like Jamal says, when he needed that solid target, it was Taj Washington. We're losing those two guys. We didn't really get anything out of Mario Williams this year. Had a drop problem. He was dropping a lot of balls. Uh, Ryan said there was reports where he stayed on the jug machine after practice, trying to get his catches taken care of. We need a year. We need a sophomore year out of Mario Williams. Um, Just production. His production has to go up two times than what it was. What we were expecting from him this year, we did not get. So we need this year and last year, this year and this upcoming season, like he needs to stand out and he has a lot of stuff riding on the right. So you want to go to the NFL? How much money do you want to make now? Like there's a lot of stuff that really determines what happens this senior year. And just the fact of showing up and playing and the reason why we brought you here, like this last season was not good enough and we expect way better out of you. Um, so I could see him. It is what it is. I can see him not playing a lot again if he does not get better. I don't think he got any better. And this junior class and this sophomore class behind him are on his heels, right? So we need a lot of improvement out of him, or he's he's really not going to play. What do you what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, there'll be a lot of conversation on if he if he hits that transfer portal um, based on who's behind him. And like you said, he had over 600 yards his first season here at SC and just 300 last year. So cut in half and had that opportunity to kind of seize that, that top role. Um, 
and just didn't didn't quite make it happen. So I personally, this isn't this is just my opinion, no hearing anything, but I personally don't think he'll transfer. I think he'll be back. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where he fits in with this with this receiver room with all of these guys pushing him and with you know two incoming four two more incoming four star freshman receivers and you know we'll maybe get to this at the very end, but do they bring in also a transfer portal in here? Um, so it's not going to get any easier for him to get more playing time. Like last year was the year or this year, I got 2023 was the year for him to have his breakout signature year. And he actually, in terms of statistical, he actually regressed. So, um, really interested to see how he does, uh, kind of takes this off season on and, and where he fits, uh, within this offense. But, uh, yeah, I agree coach. He's got, he's got a lot of, um, you know, kind of stepping up to do in order to have a role within this offense. I mean, if he were to regress like Caleb, we'd have been all right. Caleb threw 300 yards less than last year. I think two touchdowns less. And he's not going to New York for the Heisman <laughs> trophy. <laughs> I think he that's, threw more, actually, didn't he? I, I mean, he might have to. I just think that's insane. Did he throw more yards? I mean, the touchdowns was close. down. but yeah. The touchdowns was down. But, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we, we'll have to check on the yards. I'll, I'll yeah. check. I think, it was, I think it was more total touchdowns. I feel like he had a lot more rushing touchdowns. Less got, passing and the yards were right around the same. Yeah, no, I think okay. he had 52 last year total touchdowns, and I think he was in the low 40s this year. So touchdowns was definitely down. Yeah, I think it's it's the yards. Yeah, oh, whatever. That's beside the point. Um, yeah. Uh, Jamal Mario Williams, your thoughts? Yeah, this is an interesting one um, because you know if you sort of rewind the clock a little bit back to spring of 2022 um you know mario williams was a was a package deal with caleb in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. remember i mean when we were talking spring 22 all the buzz around will caleb follow lincoln riley to usc mario williams was that first domino to fall from ou to usc got everyone excited caleb's bringing his guy with him and there was actually a lot of conversation in the before the start of the 2022 season of who was going to have a better year. Was it going to be Mario Williams or was it going to be Jordan Addison? Because there was a lot of talk with Addison about, hey, he did it at Pitt. And, you know, he was kind of the only guy there. And what were those inflated stats and whatnot? So I would argue that even his 2022 season was a little bit of a disappointment given where he started from as as potentially the wide receiver one in Caleb's favorite target from OU coming with him. And then this year, of course, he he regressed a little bit. I think a couple things happened. I think he lost confidence the moment Zach Branch kind of took off. I mean, because, <laughs> you know, th- those first few games when when Zakaria did his thing, you know, kick returns and the cuts and, and the, the electric touchdowns early in the season, I think Mario Williams looked over and said, oh boy, this guy does everything I do just a little bit better and he's a little bit younger and a little bit faster. So what am I going to do? And I think, it really sort of impacted his level of confidence over the course of the season. You could see it when we talked a lot about the hands and the lack of, uh, you know, kind of catching the ball with, with the drops. But he was also kind of more tentative with his cuts when he would kind of go down the sideline. It just he never felt very sure of himself. He sort of tripped a lot on the field, too. And that's always kind of an indicator of, you know, you're not feeling confident in yourself. You're a little shaky in, in terms of, you know, kind of how you feel about yourself moving forward. So. I worry about Mario a a bit, and I think moving forward, if I was sort of part of his inner circle, I would really encourage him to look at the transfer portal and see if there's a right situation. Because I think to to Ryan's point, folks are kind of nipping on his heels. We're going to talk about these next two guys who are no slouches by any stretch of the imagination either. 
I think there may be an opportunity for him to go somewhere else where it's a little bit thinner at wide receiver and he can kind of separate, get more reps, get more touches. This is his last year of eligibility. So he's got to be able to make this year count. So I think Mario seems to be a prime candidate for the transfer portal, especially now that Caleb is is probably not going to be there next year. And he's got to build a rapport from scratch because the big advantage that he had in 22 and 23 was the rapport with Caleb from Mm -hmm. OU. And now that that goes away with this room getting more crowded, it just feels like the walls are closing in for Mario. Great kid, unbelievable talent, but such is life as a wide receiver at USC under Lincoln Riley. I think he needs to strongly consider his options in the transfer portal. Yeah. So moving on to Michael Jackson. I, 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 that's where I am with Michael Jackson, Jamal. I think Michael Jackson, we, we appreciate your service. You have done good things for us in the past. I mean, at one point you were a punt returner when during the Clay Helton years, you've made some big plays, but I think at this point you're just caught in the wash. I think we could do better with the sophomore class that we have and, and with Kyron Hudson and Mario Williams. I, I just think there's no place for Michael Jackson on this roster. I think, you know, like it, it's nothing against you. It's just where how the numbers fail, and you're you're just your number just wasn't called. I think the transfer portal is the best spot for him to go somewhere, get the numbers, get some good film, and he could go get a shot at the NFL if that's if that's his goal. What do you what do you think about that, Jamal? I'll start with you first. Yeah, no, I mean Fred, I think it's a, it's a really fair point, and I think it also comes down to preference. The thing I love about Michael Jackson the third is just how reliable he is. Every time his number has been called over the last few years, he's come up big. When you think about the 2022 game in Utah, I mean, after Jordan Addison got hurt, Michael Jackson was kind of wide receiver one in that game in the fourth quarter, um, and and Caleb hit him on a number of key spots. Uh, 2022 against Cal when Jordan Addison was hurt, Michael Jackson had a huge game. Every time, even this year, in certain drives, certain moments, whenever guys were sort of rotating in and out, whenever his number was called, he delivered. And so I think he seems to me like just an absolutely reliable guy. And whether your quarterback's going to be Malachi Nelson or Miller Moss or somebody from the the transfer portal, I think reliability goes such a long way in terms of the offense and that guy to be able to kind of move the chains. I could see Michael Jackson III find a really nice niche for himself in next year's offense is kind of that slot guy, you know, the guy that's going to go and get the the seven to nine yards uh, key situations across the middle on those out routes. Cause that's, I think a skill that nobody else that we've talked about really does. And I think he could really own that slot position because you always have those great slot players, particularly in the air raid offense. So I actually think there's a really nice spot for Michael Jackson, the third next year. Um, and I would actually encourage him to stay and, and really hone in on that slot receiver niche. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, it seemed like his, I don't want to say his calling, but it, where he kind of made his bread last season was in the punt return game. And then obviously Zachary Branch took that over this year. So kind of had to refine his role in terms of how much, versatility he could bring or just what he does in the receiving room. But I, you know, I think he does bring a great skill set and he seems like he's a true USC guy and, and really wants to be here. Um, you know, probably had an opportunity to transfer out last year when he was a younger guy and knew all the, all the players coming in and decided to stay. So I'd like to see him back. I think he, you know, it's gonna be really tough to see what this room looks like. And he's definitely not going to be in terms of maybe talent and size, like wide receiver one, two, three, four, but he just has that something about him that he just always somehow gets playing time and finds a way on the field and in, in key situations can come up with, 
with big time grabs. So I'd love to see him still in that room um, contributing when he can. So Michael Jackson is essentially if Ryan Dyrud got on the field, you know, because he, he makes the, he makes the plays. He's Mr. Reliable. Yeah. So we'll keep we'll keep him. <laughs> we'll keep him. Uh, so we'll get to our last one here. Dorian Singer. All right. So I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like next year he's going to be the guy. New quarterback in the system for a year. Here is where it becomes a Lincoln Riley issue. You have to put Dorian Singer in the best situation possible for him to shine. We can't say that he doesn't have the talent. We've seen the talent at Arizona. He could play power five football, he could get thousands of yards. I just think that you have to find a way for him to become that guy. And that happens sometimes. I'll tell you this I, I played, I, I did not play. One year, Cam Cameron was the offensive coordinator for us in the spring, helping us out. And we had a walk-on receiver that we legit got into an argument over with the head coach to get this guy on scholarship because Cam made him look like an All-American in spring ball, right? That's what they need to do with Dorian Singer. Like, I just didn't think what they used him as last year was good enough for him, which sounds bad. But I think he needs to be, I guess I should say, he needs to be used differently for him to shine. And I think they need to go back and look at that Arizona film and see how they used him for him to shine. I think Dorian Singer and, and Kyron Huston are going to be the guys next year that that was like, oh, okay, yeah, go get your money. I think Dorian Singer has potential to be a Thursday pick in the NFL. Like, right on. Like, I think he, like, he's my dark horse. D Dorian Singer's breakout year will be next year. Just have to use them the right way. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, it's so hard and yeah, I'm so conflicted with Singer. And this it's just the perfect proof that wide receivers, like the most contingent position in football, or is, is based on other people, you know, doing things in order for you to be successful. I mean, 1,100 yards in Arizona last year, one of the top receivers in the Pac-12, and kind of forgotten about in 200 yards this year. And I don't think he's necessarily like not skilled or not talented. Maybe it was being a product of a system that was growing and him just being the only option at that time before they really groomed their next coming of their receivers that they had down there um, in Tucson. And, and he comes to USC and they've already kind of built their system and he just didn't quite fit. He's an example I could totally see transferring, but I could also see him, like you said, coach, be the true wide receiver one now that he's been here a year. And if he if he's fully bought in and, and Lincoln and the staff and Coach Simmons says, hey, you're going to be the guy. It's hard, though. Like, I just I really don't know what to, he has. The, he has the talent, I think, um, has the size and ability. But I think with the guys behind him and just based on how this year went, I would not be shocked if he hits the, hits the portal on the fourth. Jamal. Yeah, you know, the, he's the biggest X factor on the board, right? Because, uh, yeah. you know, this was a chess board. You're like, I mean, am I sitting on a queen right now or do I have a pawn? You know, I, I don't really know. This thing could go any number of ways here. Uh, the one thing I will say is, and, and just sort of for retro, you know, for some perspective, I mean, Jacob Cowing, who kind of torched SC in the in the SC Arizona game with the three touchdowns. I mean, Cowing was clearly wide receiver two to Dorian Singer last year at Arizona. I mean, it's just shocking. Um, the production drop-off from an 1,100-receiving-yard guy to a 200-receiving-yard guy and, and somebody who wasn't hurt. I will say, I think in Singer's case, 
who the quarterback is going to be, much like we've talked about with, with all of these guys, is going to be absolutely paramount. Because I think where he succeeded at Arizona last year in 2022 was a lot of fade routes and a lot of contested jump balls. Jaden Delora had a lot of faith in Dorian Singer to be able to come down with the ball in jump ball situations, beat the corner, use his athleticism, use his hands, use his body, and really be able to win a number of one-on-one battles. And I think the one, if, if we were to critique Caleb Williams' performance in 23, and Ryan, I know you mentioned this a bit as well, is that Caleb really was gun-shy over the course of both his years at SC, but particularly this past year, of how, quote-unquote, open guys were. I mean, it, it felt like guys needed to be so wide open for him to throw the ball down the field. He very rarely threw contested deep balls and let his receivers kind of go up and make a play. He, he really needed to see some deep separation take place to, for him to even throw it deep. Um, and with, with the, the lone exception maybe being Brendan Rice in that Stanford game on that 76-yard touchdown, but that was sort of a scripted play. So I think this is where I think Singer's skill set really wasn't meshed well with Caleb's comfort zone. And so I think Singer is going to be a guy antennas up saying, who is this quarterback going to be and how do they think about fade routes, deep balls, giving their receivers an opportunity to, to go make plays. I think Singer is going to thrive more with a more gunslinger type of mentality, a guy who's going to kind of trust his outside players more than someone who's going to play it a little bit more safe down the field and on the perimeter. So we'll see if Malachi Nelson is kind of that gunslinger or Miller Moss is. If they are, not only will he stay, I think to your guys' point, I think he's got a real inside track to be wide receiver one. But if those guys aren't that, and maybe they're kind of pre-programmed to play the way Caleb played or, or play more in structure within the air raid, then I think I see Dorian Singer leave. But it's going to really come down to how much trust the incumbent quarterback is going to have on his outside wide receivers just kind of making plays in one-on-one situations. I got you. Uh, I can see that. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, so here's, here's the question. So, like Ryan said, we got three we got three freshmen coming in, four star recruits, big names coming in to two. play. Two, sorry, two, but it's three receivers total coming in, right? Or it's just two? Two at the moment. There's two receivers coming in, right? Coming three corners, SC. three corners. I said three earlier, corners. So that's okay, probably okay. What, that's probably what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. So we have two receivers coming in. They're both four stars. They're good. So they, they have potential. To me. To me, if you ask me, I will hit the portal. I'm not saying go crazy in the portal, but I will hit the portal. My goal would be to get two guys, but if I get one, I'll be good. But I, I feel like we need a, a older guy here. I feel like we need to get an older guy for that junior spot. just to. So I wouldn't live in the portal, and if I get two more older guys, I'll be happy with it. But if I only land one, I could still move on. It's not the end of my world, but I feel like we need one more older guy that's like in between, like that that's good enough to grab a sophomore around the shoulder and be like, because they're still learning, like, hey, you're still good, but it's still learning, right? Just just to get that experience. And then it's just he's strong enough for college football. He has three years of college football under his belt. Just somebody who's used to playing college football. So just two, one or two older, more older guys at that junior spot that we could get in, learn, understand the USC culture, and he's good enough to come back for the senior year 
and you know we could use them for a senior year. What what do you what do you what do you think, Ryan? Should we go to the portal or should we just just write it out with our youngsters? Yeah, I mean, I think based on what Lincoln Riley done, I would be surprised if there's not at least one uh, portal wide receiver transfer. Um, I don't know if you need to use more than one, but yeah, I think you add one that way depending on what the talent or or age, like you said. I mean, you look at you look at this group and tons of talent, but in terms of experience, like yeah, Mario Williams has been here now two years, but he hasn't like succeeded in big games or had those those big catch moments dorian singer obviously was you know unfortunately kind of invisible last year you know this year it was like your your taj washington was the guy that at least had been here forever and had done things brennan rice it was his second year he had some big moments in the in the bowl game the year before that i know as addison was only here one year but won the Bolitnikov, so you had a lot to bank off of that so this is the year you don't really have that kind of experience you just have a lot of talent and a lot of youth and so yeah I, I think it'd be wise to bring in one and based on coach riley's track record i would be pretty surprised if he didn't didn't bring one in jamal what do you think yeah i think similarly i wouldn't waste a lot of calories here uh you know if i was lincoln riley i think i would really focus on really keeping an eye on deuce and how he does in baseball and then i'd i'd keep an eye That's on a good kind point. Of hudson, hudson williams jackson and, and singer and look at those four and if out of those five guys if i lose two then i'm gonna kind of get aggressive in the transfer portal and go after a guy um but if out of those five guys i don't lose anybody or i only lose one person i think i stick i i, I don't know if i need more um than than what i have here uh, honestly they're young but again singer did have a thousand yards receiving two years ago i mean this guy's a right. proven commodity um yeah. when you look at you know branch has had some big moments mario's played in some really big games even at ou his freshman year he's going to be a senior michael jackson the third you basically caught the game-winning touchdown against the in the first utah game if it wasn't for that two-point conversion uh, on the follow-up drive so they've also had their moments um, I think you have enough of what you need in this room. It's really talented. If two of those five guys, though, decide to go transfer portal now or into the spring, then I sort of dip my toes in to replenish. Otherwise, I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I would I would count you on this. If Deuce decides to go play baseball, I, I don't think I would still be too worried and have to go to replace him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't uh, like Deuce going to play baseball. Is it going to change the talent in my room? if that makes sense. So like, I, I would be like, all right, go do it. Go be a Dodger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like go do it. And I, I wouldn't be too worried. I still would try to go get one just for the maturity in the room. Just, yep. but, but it, it won't in my world. I'm So I'm, like you said, I'm not burning a lot of calories. Like, Hey, this guy's interested. Let's see if he wants to come. If he comes, he comes. If he doesn't, we're still moving on because um, when we get to the other side of the ball, we're going to need the transfer portal. So we can't burn a lot of stuff. You know, we got to be very wise what we do at the transfer portal. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to get into tight ends. We'll get into tight ends next time. We, we're running out of time here. I appreciate you guys, man. I, I It was fun. Uh, hopefully the fans like it. Um, yeah. yeah I think it was, Give yeah, us some feedback. Yeah, hopefully you guys like it. You guys can also tell us what you guys want to see. Like, we're we're open to you guys. We're here for you. We are for the people. Ask not what Salute to Troy could do for you. How does it go? I'm gonna say it wrong. Ask not what you <laughs> ask not what Salute to Troy could do for you, but ask what you can do for Salute to Troy. There we go.
<laughs> Thank you. Hey, so I appreciate it. I think it works both ways. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't I think, think you can yeah. get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Man, it, it was fun. I, I enjoyed doing this. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do running backs to tight ends on, on Thursday. They're, they're both small rooms. So um, looking at it, tight ends are, yeah, tight ends will be quick. Running backs is like that. So I think we can knock them both out. That works out. So Jamal Ryan, I appreciate you guys. It's always been fun. Can't wait to do it again. You guys can take your coaches off hats off now and start relaxing a little bit. <laughs> Good deal. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for watching. You know how it goes. It's been a Ben Online Troy podcast. Live free. Fight on.